2: number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, that's right, you're on the right station, Bible Talk, right here with me. Give us a call if you have any questions about the Bible, about the Word of God, about apologetics, and as you know, I'm your friendly neighborhood apologist, be glad to talk to you about any issue that is on your mind, number to call, area code 866- 423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And I'm inviting you to Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries tonight, our Monday night Bible study, where we're dealing with uh, the judgment of God and also the doctrine of hell. And we do have, I would say, a PG-13 rated kind of DVD we're showing that deals with this particular issue. Uh, So just to let you know, uh, our Bible study starts at 7 o'clock, 10709 Grand River. That's 10709 Grand River. We encourage you to come bring your Bible with you because you will need it as we talk about the judgment of God. Well, today, I'd like to talk about something that everybody else is talking about as well. Uh, And I will, uh, you'll understand the topic by going to the Word of God. Luke chapter 17 gets us right into it. Uh, And... Uh, Definitely, this is a a prophetic kind of situation that we're looking at in the Bible, where literally Jesus was uh, giving us some eschatology in this particular chapter, where in Luke chapter 17 uh, and verse 26, he says, "Uh, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. But didn't stop there. In verse 28, Luke chapter 17, verse 28. Likewise also, as it was as it was in the days of Lot. Now he goes into Lot. Okay, we're Genesis chapter 18 and 19 now. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold. They planted, they build it, but then verse twenty-nine. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Then verse thirty says, "Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed." Right? "Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed." Friends. I believe that this is telling us about the future, a future that we are getting close to now, because as you can see what's happening in our government and in our country, and then one of the biggest problems in our churches is that it's like it was, it's getting like it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today, and I'm going to tell you where the real problem is. First of all, the church does have a political responsibility, and that is... To vote for things that are pleasing to God and that are in accordance with his word. I could care less what your political party is. I do care where your biblical theology is and your Christian position. If you have a Christian position, then you need to vote Christian. And that means one thing for sure. You've got to vote against baby killing, that is abortion, and you must vote against those who are trying to push a homosexual agenda on us, even to the place where they're going to tax churches for espousing their faith. What a time. What a time. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. But what's the major problem? I would say this. And I've heard a lot of programs today dealing with this issue, that to me the problem is not primarily political. I think that one of the problems, it might rile some of you, make you angry, I think that a lot of the problem is in the church itself. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Marcus, what's on your mind?
3: How dare you?
2: Yeah, I'll tell you, that's right. Well, I'm going to take that dare, and I'm going to take this call right now from Gary in Pontiac. How you doing, Gary?
3: Uh, yes, I hope you enjoyed your weekend. Um, it's still cold. I'm looking... <laughs> We're headed to winter. Yeah, we winter. are. We are. You're right. Well, number one, we have a lot of denominations in modern times, and we have a lot of preachers teaching different things. And um, number one, uh, Luke wrote about what the church taught, right? Mm-hmm. About what Peter and Paul did in the scriptures in the book of Acts. Uh-huh. Do you agree with that? Yes. So when you get to Acts, the 10th chapter, Peter preached to Cornelius. And the reason they knew he got the Holy Ghost was he spoke in tongues. Uh-huh. Now in modern times, we got churches don't speak in speaking in tongues. And we got people that don't teach what Peter taught. No, well, so we, well, Gary, we, well, well, Gary,
2: we've been here before, though, and we go around, and you're entitled to your belief. No,
3: but what I'm saying is... Well, let me I, answer. I, I, I I I've, heard you. Of, I've
2: heard you, so I'm going to answer you, as I usually do on this particular subject, is that every time in the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit was given like this, a Jewish apostle was present. The Jews were not going to believe that the Gentiles had been brought into the faith unless they received the same thing that they did at Pentecost. Every time in the Book of Acts, when you see someone speaking in tongues, uh they had uh, it was because of the fact that saying, they were Gentiles.
3: Yeah. That in, uh, Are you saying, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Are you saying that the Gentiles don't have to do what the apostle did? No, I'm saying Pentecost? that every
2: time that they uh that someone spoke in tongues as proof, it was in the presence of a Jewish apostle. Peter in this case we have but another
3: what you're wrong about that. People all over the world had the Holy Ghost.
2: Yeah, but we're talking about the Bible. We're talking about, I didn't say that people couldn't speak in tongues, but I'm saying any time a person was looking for a sign, it was the Jews looking for a sign from the Gentiles. They weren't going to believe that they got it unless they saw that. And that's consistent throughout the book of Acts. That's what you need to do. Check that out and see, and you'll find that I'm exactly right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, dealing with the subject of what's happening in our community, uh, the church community, and how, unless we're careful, well, goodness, it's already happening now, I think it's going to happen more, where churches are going to begin to compromise with the world, especially in this area of homosexuality and other areas as well, because there's something that the Bible tells us to do that the church is having difficulty doing, and I'll tell you about that at the end of the program, but first, let's go and do an examination of where churches should be. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let me go to Adam in Troy. Hello, Adam. How you doing?
4: I'm well, Pastor Moss. Thanks for taking my call. Thank and you. I love the show.
2: Thank you for calling.
4: Thank you. Um, I, you were just talking about uh, Christians should vote their religion, essentially.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: Okay, and would you would you explain the biblical references or citations that support that?
2: Uh, that support that? Well, goodness, Pardon? there's so many of them in the Bible, right? Our job.
4: Not that I'm aware of.
2: Well, well, let, let, let me ask this question. I, I can find you a number of passages. Um, our, our job is to uh, redeem the world, right?
4: I'm sorry. Said, it, 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 you sound
2: distant. For, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said our job is to uh, redeem the world, right? Over in Romans twelve, it tells us. It says, "And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God." So our job right. is to see as best we can, as Christians, that God's perfect will be done in our lives and in our community.
4: But you're also supposed to be in but not of the world
2: that's right, and that's what I mean in the world means we're in it to witness the gospel of Jesus Christ and to come against the evil. that's why we're in the world. we're not of it in terms of we don't participate in the world's evil practices okay
4: so when I mean it doesn't i mean i don't I don't make a leap from that to. I should impose my will on others as a as a friend of Christ, right. but where it seems to me.
2: Well, well wait, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question, though. How were how why did you come in with that? What do you mean imposing your will on others?
4: Well, if I my pardon me my theory
3: mm-hmm.
4: as a voter, right. my theory is that. My first responsibility is preservation of the institution. So whether that be America, Michigan, or my local cities um, or counties, and I understand when I go into the voting booth that I am voting for the government of just not me, but for secularists. and Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: I have no problem with that. Yeah,
4: but, and people who I would regard uh, as immoral. Well, I have no problem being with a, that. What,
2: what, is, what is the difference? Free... What is the difference between us? Because I have no problem with what you said.
4: Well, let me let me being a, a, a when I go in there, I understand that being a free people, that it, if I choose a government that is unattractive, then those people whom I need to help preserve this community a, economically and from threat without. If I choose a government that repels these people who, as a friend of Christ, I would regard as undesirable, then I risk the collapse of this jurisdiction, just as... Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, now, now
2: I must say something. I've heard you, but guess what? Sure. I don't advocate anybody voting in any way to harm anyone who wants to contribute to the country. That's not what we're talking about here.
4: Well, and I don't, but what you're saying, but when you say contribute to the country, mm-hmm. I think what you mean is contribute to the country in a fashion that, uh, of which you approve. Is that accurate? No,
2: in a, in, a, in a way that God approves of, based upon the Bible. And, and I'm not trying to change anybody's religion. I'm saying that uh, when we, in other words, we need to vote and make sure that there is no law that's going to stop the expression of any religious freedom for anybody. And also that nobody should, uh, we should not uh, allow a law to be passed that's going to take, take away the tax exemptions of the church because someone's saying that because of how we believe we're discriminating against homosexuals. That's not true. That's a lie. All we're saying is, I have a right, as an American, to believe what the Bible says concerning fornication, concerning bestiality, and concerning homosexuality. Simple. And I have a right. So that's all I'm talking about.
4: Sure, I agree. Yeah, I I have no disagreement with that. I I, I can understand why the secularists are attacking tax exemption, but I disagree with them doing it. However, I mean, the... When Jesus says, uh, as I think it was Jesus, and forgive me, it's been a while. I've read the Bible, but it's been a while since I've opened it. Mm-hmm. Um, as I recall, Jesus says, um, number one, that you should settle your, your disagreements before you reach a judge. And I believe that's in the Old Testament also, which I always took as a libertarian stance, is that my dealings with my fellows should be... Uh, should not include the state. And also, Jesus' comment to render upon Caesar what is Caesar's, which is also, to me, a libertarian uh, expression. But I understand
2: what you're saying. I have no trouble with some libertarian views. But this isn't talking about person-to-person. We, uh, in other words, when someone is going to pass or trying to pass a law that is going to infringe upon my rights— to exercise my religion, which is supposed to be a right that every group has, regardless of whether I agree sure. with their religion or not, i got to vote against it. That's got nothing yeah. to do with what you're talking about. You're mixing apples and oranges. I'm talking no, about... No, I'm not.
4: Yeah. I'm not well, talking I'm about... I'm talking about the tax exemption thing. I agree with you. Right. I'm not suggesting that we... Mm-hmm. No. Tax exemption, religious uh, religious tax exemptions are, are uh, positive for the community. Okay, I
2: right. So what are we talking about then?
4: Well, I'm talking about, say, uh, same sex marriage. Well, here, let's say civil unions. Uh, civil unions, abortion, um, and, and other forms of, of uh, anti, not necessarily anti Christian, but uh, practices that violate Christian sensibilities.
6: No,
2: I think that not just Christian sensibilities, it's biblical sensibilities. I can find in the well, Bible. Not in say, other words, thou shalt not kill. And so if you're murdering babies, that's killing. I have to vote against that. But choice do I have. If everybody votes on it, well, then I have
3: it, to vote it, what the it, Bible says.
4: Well, I would, I would say that in that case, and this is a situation where I would say that we've got to deviate from the Bible, that as, we, we need to deviate as voters because abortion has been here forever. I mean, it's just, it's it's a long-standing thing. You're not going to, ch- you can change it, but you're going to cause some problems in the country. Um, Roe versus Wade, There, if I understand correctly, there are two major abortion uh, rulings. One is Roe versus Wade, which in my opinion, having read it, was fairly reasonable. And then there was Doe versus Bolton which made abortion already a troubling practice but, but dover and I hear you but the
2: problem up. with your logic is this just because something has existed for a long time doesn't mean that it's correct there's been a lot of evils right. going on in our society that have existed for a long time so what i'm saying is that uh that doesn't make it correct it? because you know pastor
5: moss
4: uh-huh pastor moss yes it, as a from a conservative perspective Mm -hmm. if it has been going on a long time it is right because it means that it's a durable practice it's a practice with which we can live and maintain the jurisdiction
2: then then guess what then then fornication which has been going on forever even though the bible condemns it is right because despite what the bible says in first corinthians chapter seven about a man being married to one woman and married to one man uh, since it's been going on for a long time, then I guess it should just keep on going, Adam. I don't think, I, I think, I, I'm going to tell you this. Morality isn't determined about what has lasted the longest. That, to me, makes absolutely no sense. Morality comes, in other words, when, uh, every t- when, when Jesus intervened in the world, there were all kinds of evil things going on. In other words, time does not make something moral, Adam. So you'd have to explain that to me, which I just cannot understand. How does, because something's been going along all the time, that makes it right? Wow. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Like I said, our job is to follow the Word of God. That's right. That's where we are, and to obey what God says, and, uh, uh, and definitely When issues come that we need to vote concerning this, then we got to vote. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Uh, If you've got a question about the Bible, you can call. If you have a comment you want to make, you can call. What's the problem with the church? I'll tell you when I come back.
1: Here's Dr. Charles Stanley.
3: There isn't anything in this Bible that is unimportant. There are no attributes of God, no characteristics of God that are not essential in my relationship to Him. Not one single thing.
1: Hear Volume 2 of the series, The Character of God, this week on In
3: Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 1230. Happy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, where have you been?
4: If you snore, the first time you use Mute can be quite an experience.
3: <laughs>
4: I can breathe. I can breathe. Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. <laughs> Thanks to Mute, you get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth, which means less snoring and more chance of sleep. Oh,
6: that's the best night I've had in years.
0: In trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute breathe more, snore less, sleep better.
7: As the body of Christ, we are called to care for the least of these, for the orphans, the widows, and the most vulnerable. In our world today, we are facing the greatest refugee crisis since World War II. There are almost 25 million refugees worldwide looking for safety, security, and a second chance. If you're like me, you may feel troubled by the suffering that's happening around the world, but you don't know what you can do. At Bethany Christian Services of Southeast Michigan, we have a tangible way you can help. By becoming a refugee foster parent. These teens from Africa, South Asia, and Central America all need a home. They are fleeing persecution, human trafficking, abuse, neglect, and war alone without their families. The problem is we have a severe shortage of home for these youth. Is this something you could do? Would you consider opening your heart and your home to one of these teens to help them start a new life? To learn more, call 248-414-4011. Or visit Bethany.org slash Refugee Foster Care.
1: MotorCityHelpwater.com presents the world's worst boss. The one who posts jobs on huge national job sites. Looking for anyone with a pulse.
0: We'll just call him Dave.
6: Dave, did you forward me this email from Svitlana? Yes. You want me to interview her for a job?
0: Well, it says she's looking to get down to business. It
6: also says she likes gentle bear cub man who knows what he likes. I'm gentle. Dave, this is a Ukrainian dating site.
1: Corporate said we should hire more diverse candidates. Don't be a Dave. Find your perfect life local employee at
0: MotorCityHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work.
2: Even in the Old West, when the devil and his demons come to town, only Jesus Christ and a man called the Preacher can drive them out. On October 31st at 7 p.m. at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, come and see For For a a Few few Demons demons more. More. That's right, For a Few Demons More at the Spiritual Warfare Conference at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries at 10709 Grand River at Oakland, where we don't celebrate Halloween, but we wage spiritual warfare. There will be a lesson taught called Staying Away from the Devil's Territory, then the feature presentation for A Few Demons More. Refreshments will be served and a free handout will be given. No tickets will be sold. However, a suggested donation of $10 from adults and $5 for children would be a wonderful blessing. But it is not mandatory. Please come. Don't miss it. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. That's right, October 31st, our Spiritual Warfare Conference, the the presentation for a few dollars more, you don't want to miss that, (laughs) Dealing with the Devil in the Old West. And also, I'll be teaching a lesson on uh, Staying Off of the Devil's Territory. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Let's go to Troy in Belleville. Hello, Troy.
5: Yes, sir, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call. Long Thank time you, listener, first time caller. Thank you for calling. Um, no, I was just actually listening. Well, the, to the topic um, about uh, you know the latest with the tax exemption and, and voting, and I, as a born again Christian, and a firm believer that we need to support candidates who do best support what is in line with the Word of God. Absolutely. Complete agreement with you. Yes. I, just listening to the last caller talk about um, basically what is durable and longstanding and precedent set in communities, I just want to go back to say the Bible says, blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord.
3: That's right. <laughs> if we don't
5: vote in <laughs> accordance with the Bible, we are going to be doomed. If we support candidates that support every bit, type of immorality, baby killing, and complete godlessness. We need to go back and look at Romans 1 and understand what has happened in civilizations in times past. You don't have to read just the Bible to understand that the Bible has been proven true over and over again by civilizations since the Roman Empire and even before that. You're exactly if we right. We are going to follow that same that same pathway we are doomed to repeat. So we as Christians need to unite as we used to 100 years ago. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you, Troy. Firm belief in prayer and get a hold of God and vote in line with what the Bible says. So I just want to call and say I agree with you. And remember, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. That's what we need to get back to. That's right. I agree
2: with you 100%. I want to thank you. That's what it's all about. And then to look at what is holding that back. Now, we can talk about the political arena all we want. And it's good to do that. We need to talk about it. But also, I think that one of the major problems is in our churches. Yeah, in our churches. That we have a real liberalization of the church that's happening now. Uh, Regardless of what issue we've talked about, the devil uh, has been able to get doctrines in the church and practices in the church which are making it easy for us to lose this battle. Jesus Christ is not going to lose, but we need to be careful and mindful of what's going on. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emory Moss. There's some words that Jesus said that are absolutely chilling. Uh, And they really resonate, resonate with these times that we're in because we see so much happening. Where Jesus says, for instance, in Luke chapter 18, and he was telling a parable uh, about a a, a widow that was troubled. But then he says this in Luke chapter 18, verse 7 and 8. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Verse 8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he Find faith on the earth. That's the thing. Okay? Uh, is the Christian church growing stronger? Or is it growing weaker? And if it's growing weaker, could it be because there are so many people playing church, not being real Christians, and being entertained rather than being taught? Number to call, area code 866 And we have code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Let's go to Tandra.
6: Hello, Tandra. Hey, how are you, Pastor? How are you today? Just great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. So I'm listening to the program every day and I'm reaching out because this is one that really has been, I would say, one of my concerns as a Christian, as a believer. Uh So my question is generally, so... I believe in God. I trust God. I believe that prayer is ultimately the way to get things done in the world and also in the spiritual realm, right? And so, I personally, I stopped voting maybe a few years ago because I lost faith in the government and the worldly systems in terms of the voting and how everything has been accounted for due to a lot of the scandals with different things not being counted and just different political things that happen, right? Uh-huh. And so, I guess what I'm at, what I would like to know is Where is the scriptural basis? I think one of the callers had mentioned it before, and I, too, would like to know, what does the scripture specifically say about voting and how we should partake in the worldly systems, even though we understand that God ultimately chooses who our authoritatives are based off the prayers of the people and what we ask for? Like, for example, with, I believe it was when the people were originally asking for a king, and God originally said to the people, why would you want a king? ultimately when i'm your god but because of their constant asking for a king i don't know if it was through prayer or not but that he ultimately gave them a king based off their their responses to wanting a king so i guess i wanted to know where is the scriptural basis that i can study so that i'm better making better decisions for me and my family
2: well if you talk in terms of uh, voting in other words how to partic- how to get involved in the system or should we
7: Yes.
2: Well, I would say this, that the key thing is for us is to uphold Christian values, right?
6: Definitely.
2: That's our job. Our job is to uphold Christian values. Romans 12 tells us that I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed sure. to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your by mind. The renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So in other words, we're supposed to support the will of God in every area that we can. One of the areas we can do that is in voting. Now, I'll tell you this. If you vote honestly, okay, and somebody does something uh, wrong with your vote, that's on them and not on you. Okay? But in other words... Since this is a government of the people, by the people and for the people, then we at least can have our voices heard through voting. Okay? So that's the reason. Now, if you don't vote, some people just pray. And I don't think there's anything wrong. If a person says, I just don't want to be in the system. <laughs> I think I would rather just pray uh, for our country and leave it at that. I wouldn't say you're city, but definitely if people are going to vote and most of us are, we need to know what we're voting for. We need to know, in other words, our job is to stand behind any politician who is in favor of Christian principles.
6: I see. Now, does it matter whether or not they particularly are honest or maybe have a background in Christianity as to whether or not we should trust them? Because what you find a lot of times with a lot of these politicians is that they're not really sincere. They typically say what they want us to hear, and then they get in office, and it's a totally different thing. Which ultimately tends to go against what we originally voted for them in the first place. Yeah, but you know what even happens when you but, deal with them.
2: You know what? But you know what happens when they do that? Uh, usually, they get out, put out of office the next time. And uh, in fact, if you don't do the things you say you're going to do, that really bodes uh, real poor for you uh, in the next election. And then I would say this to you also: in terms of uh, the, the leaders that we have, even in the Bible, Solomon was king. Mm-hmm. He was not a perfect king, as you know. Solomon had a lot of problems. him. Yeah. David was king. Yeah. God bless both of their both of their rulerships. But still, they had some problems. So the idea is, uh, when I vote for a person, uh, I'm more concerned with the issues that they support than uh, okay. because there's no there's no Jesus isn't running for office. You know, so, so, that's but right, uh, that's yeah, right. so as long and as we're, as long as we're pushing <laughs> the issues, okay, uh, all right, because I'll be honest with you, and you know who's doing it. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm an independent, but I am conservative. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to vote for something that comes against homosexuals trying to oppress religious rights. I'm going to be the one to vote uh, against baby killing, all right, which is what's happening now where even after a baby is born, they can kill it. These I are the, the, the most important things to me are issues. I'm not looking for a perfect uh, politician. I'm looking for someone who's going to carry uh, uh, a, a bucket that the has Christian, Christian values. values. There you go.
6: I understand that completely. I got one more comment for you too, Pastor, and just help me with this too. So at one point, originally when we first had the election process going on for um, President Trump, you know, I was really, really, and this is kind of what kind of deterred me moving forward because— I was really kind of distracted with it. And I thought to myself, I'm like, God, you know, is this man really going to win? You know, and it was different things that, you know, I did my research on and I just wasn't really in line with him as president at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I wound up, I prayed and I talked to God about it because I almost got anxiety about it to the point where I couldn't sleep. It wasn't a godly thing at all. <laughs> so <laughs> instead of, all of that, I believe that God spoke to me, you know, after I had prayed. And when I asked him whether or not, you know, this guy was going to win the election, the answer that I received is that the world has to come to an end at some point. And I'm just paraphrasing, but it was just really that simple. So with that being said, does it make sense a lot of times based off of that, you know, to move through the worldly systems when we know that everything that's going to happen is typically happening because it's going to bring about God's promise and will at the end, which is through the end times and the different things that we can anticipate and expect whether it's perilous times and everything else that we can expect as believers, do you think that that kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of the things that we're starting to see in terms of the lawfulness? And a lot of times does it make sense for us to fight the battle in terms of being involved in the worldly processes where we know that God's ultimate purpose and plan is to bring about Jesus so that he can come back and redeem his people.
2: Well, that's going to happen anyway. What we are supposed to do is stand up for our values in this world okay, and redeem the times because they're evil as best we can. So uh, so in other words, we're going to be judged also for how we have participated in this world. What the Bible says is going to happen is going to happen. But uh, what side are you going to be on? Are you going to be on the side of those who fought against the evil or just succumb to it, saying just let God handle it? God is working through us, so what we do is very important.
6: Amen. Do you think that He just wants us sometimes to allow Him to handle it, to put our trust and our faith in Him?
2: Well, what happens is Him
6: to have His will.
2: We I I do that when I vote. I pray first. Everything I do, I hand it over to Him because His will is what's going to be done at the end of the day. But still, we have to back up our faith with action. And can you imagine if we just stop voting and left it up to uh, a sinful world? Uh, what do you think the Lord is going to say if we could have done anything to stop some of the baby killing that's happening, okay? Uh, Stop the derangement of our children because homosexuals have now made it to where you can't even speak against uh, uh, their uh, practice without going to jail. What do you think he would say to us if we didn't stand up against this kind of stuff? Yeah, and I
6: guess even, I don't know if you knew too, with the Michigan law originally before they actually put it into practice, There was an actual i think it might have been the supreme court that i got up to and the particular judge he was a christian judge and he did everything that he could to keep it out of the state of michigan and when they were able to get past him and go to the supreme court and the supreme court ruled in favor of homosexuality that was generally trying to come in effect into michigan and he made the statement as if to say god forgive us for we know what we do and when that happened i guess that was just another thing that just said like wow you know, you have different people that are in place that are doing everything that they could, but they took it over the head of Michigan, ultimately bring it to the Supreme Court. That ultimately overthrown his decision to keep homosexuality and gay marriages out of the state of and, Michigan. And
2: that's why we have to fight as strong as we can. We've got to be a part of the process, Amen. Thank, Amen.
6: You. Thank you. Pre- appreciate your call.
2: Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. And we are called 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, uh, We're in trouble, but I think it's more than just politics. I think we need to look at the church. And when I say the church, I know that there's a true church. Then there's a counterfeit church. Uh, And I'm wondering which one is winning today. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air of Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, going to take a break. I'll tell you what I'm talking about when we come right back.
3: Sometimes the hardest thing to do is put in the words what I put onto a canvas. It really is, you know, I, because everything that was in my heart was put into the painting.
0: Artistic inspiration can be difficult to describe, but artist Morgan Weisling explains how an idea came to him on Focus on the Family Minute.
3: You don't light a candle and put it under a bowl and hide it, but you put it on the lampstand so that the whole world can see it. And that light being the good news, sharing the gospel, be children of light. That was the other immediately that came to me. And so children with light, it just, it was like instantaneous i knew this was going to be the first painting i wanted to do because it was just something that was like sitting there in my heart always to do and then all of a sudden it it was like this is the time i was waiting for you know to to it's beautiful
1: hear more from morgan at familyminute.org this is daryl wood host of run to win the daryl wood show terrorism economic uncertainty nuclear instability The United States faces these and many other global dangers nearly every day. We face even greater risks against the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law here at home. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, racial divides, social infighting, as bad actors want nothing more than to destroy our way of life. We are facing a war for America's soul, and now is the time to rise up to protect conservative ideals. Join the Patriot on Saturday, November 2nd for the War for America's Soul Tour, an event like none other. With Sean Hannity, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and other special guests, you will be ready to give an intelligent answer to assaults from the far left. The War for America's Soul Tour is coming to Detroit on Saturday, November 2nd. Visit PatriotDetroit.com for details and to buy your tickets
0: today. That's PatriotDetroit.com national competition for your business is eating away at your customer base like digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one you need salem surround when a customer does a search they need to find your business not the competition your contact information needs to be accurate and all over the web you need the right tools to turn visitors into leads contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence learn more at surrounddetroit.com. Surrounddetroit.com. Connecting you with new customers. Come and be a part of an extraordinary
1: adventure to Israel. The Stand with Israel Tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, December 2nd through 11th, 2019. Join Faith Talk Detroit for a 10-day expedition to the Holy Land that will change your life. You'll get insights into Israel's fascinating past, dynamic present, and promising future. All in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. December 2nd through 11th, 2019. Register today. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com. Keyword Israel.
2: number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss, dealing with the uh, issues of our day, uh, where we see a battle going on between uh, the forces of good and the forces of evil, and by forces I'm talking about Christianity, right? the power of God coming against the evil of our time, and we've got to be mindful. Our job, based on Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. Well, we read 15 as well. Ephesians 5 and 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Right? So our job is to redeem the time. And I think that means that we need to work in all areas to do that redemption. Then verse 17. Wherefore, be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And so therefore, we have responsibility as a part of the community to do our best to make sure that we participate as much as we can to come against the darkness of our times. But that starts with us getting it straight in the church because the Bible predicts that the church is descending uh, and going to descend into apostasy. John talked about it in First John chapter 2. Oh, yeah. He said in verse 16, 1 John 2 and 16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. Verse 18, Little children, it is the last time, as you have heard that Antichrist shall come. Now listen to this. Even now are there many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Now you ask yourself, where did these antichrists come from? Bible tells us, verse 19, They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. So in other words, there are many people in the church who really don't belong there because they're not true believers. They're what Paul would call reprobates, counterfeits, not true at all. And so definitely the Bible warns against those. In fact, the in fact John gets downright, let us say, serious about it. In in First John two and twenty two, where it says, Who is a liar? But he that denies that Jesus is the Christ, he is any Christ that denies the Father and the Son. Whosoever denies the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. So I think one of the real problems is a lot of what we think is the church is not the church. A lot of false doctrine exists that is not being opposed. And Bible study, real serious Bible study, I believe, is a, is at an all-time low in many of our churches, and we see something that has to happen now. Listen to me, this has to happen in order for the church to be the powerhouse that it needs to be to deal with these times. Okay, and that means we've got to be willing to separate l- light. From darkness. There's something. That the Bible tells us to do. That bothers Christians. Even though in the Bible. You're commanded to do it. Have a whole letter. Written by Paul. That talks about it. In 1 Corinthians. Chapter 5. It's it's tight. But it's right. He writes to the church. Look at what he says. In 1 Corinthians 5 and 1. It is reported commonly. That there is fornication among you, and such fornication is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. Okay. And you are puffed up, and have not rather mourned that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from you. Okay. Paul said the guy who was sinning needed to be put out of the church. That's exactly what he said. For I verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already as though I were present concerning him that has so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus, to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. What he meant was to put him out of the church. In fact, until he replanted. And then he could come back in, but he had to be removed as long as he was practicing sin. It's called excommunication. That needs to happen. Going to take a break. We'll be right back.
4: This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. On my radio show in recent days, I've been asking Beltway reporters if they think House Democrats run the risk of turning the impeachment inquiry into a kangaroo court by repeatedly breaking with the precedence of impeachment passed. They all agreed, yes, there is a risk, though each of them evaluated the size of that risk differently. Simply put, Democrats are moving forward without a full floor vote and without the legal standards that have marked impeachments throughout our nation's history. White House Counsel Pat Cipollone points out, and I quote, precedent for the rights to cross-examine witnesses, call witnesses, and present evidence dates back nearly 150 years. Yet the committees have decided to deny the president these elementary rights and protections that form the basis of the American justice system, close quote. This is not just about the president. Speaker Pelosi and her party are rejecting the deeply embedded ideals of due process for the accused. It's a terrible mistake. I'm Hugh Hewitt.
0: Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, Mm -hmm, phones, mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting deemed just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! 800- 555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta 80-555-2085. Write it down. 800 555 2085 At Truth for Life, we believe the local church plays an essential role in God's plan for believers. And we're committed to supporting pastors and church leaders. So we're setting aside time to hear messages specifically delivered with pastors in mind this week on Truth For Life with
1: Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. Come and be a part of an extraordinary adventure to Israel. The Stand with Israel Tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher December 2nd through 11th, 2019. Join Faith Talk Detroit for a 10-day expedition to the Holy Land that will change your life. You'll get insights into Israel's fascinating past, dynamic present, and promising future. All in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. December 2nd through 11th, 2019. Register today. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com. Keyword Israel.
2: Even in the Old West, when the devil and his demons come to town, Only Jesus Christ and a man called the Preacher can drive them out. On October 31st at 7 p.m. at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, come and see For For a a Few few Demons More. more. That's right, For a Few Demons More at the Spiritual Warfare Conference at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries at 10709 Grand River at Oakland, where we don't celebrate Halloween, but we wage spiritual warfare. There will be a lesson taught called Staying Away from the Devil's Territory, then the feature presentation for A Few Demons More. Refreshments will be served and a free handout will be given. No tickets will be sold. However, a suggested donation of $10 from adults and $5 for children would be a wonderful blessing. But it is not mandatory. Please come. Don't miss it. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Jess, is Glenn from Shelby Township is doing right now. How you doing, Glenn?
4: Fine, thank you, Pastor Moss. I love your program. Thank you. And thank you for having the courage to talk about this subject. It needs to be heard. People need to hear the truth from the Bible. Yes. And and, and Pastor Moss, I'd like to send you a donation can you give me the address, please?
2: Yeah, sure can. Uh, P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. And make out the uh, check to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We appreciate it very much, Glenn.
3: Thank you,
4: sir, again.
2: All right. Thank you. Appreciate his call. Others of you, that's right. P.O. Box 05879. P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205, zip code. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We appreciate it very much to keep this program going. I don't have big sponsors from colleges and organizations supporting me. It's just you, the listeners, and I definitely, I appreciate whatever you give to support this program. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and we cannot help the world until we help the church we've got a lot of problems in the church. In fact, even back in the first century, Paul was identifying some problems, right? 1 Corinthians 5 and 9, he says, Paul says, I wrote unto you in an epistle, not to company with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or with the idolaters, for then must you needs go out of the world. So in other words, he said, definitely we have to have contact with sinners to be able to witness to them, Okay. So we don't avoid them, we contact them, but it's the purposes to bring them to Christ. But, then he said something else at verse 11. But now I have written unto you, not to keep company. If any man, listen to this, that is called a brother, be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard or an extortioner, with such a one, know not to eat. Okay? That's right. And so, definitely, our job is not to judge the world. Our job is to preach the gospel to them. When it comes down to the church, people that are practicing sin, now we're talking about openly practicing sin, have to be rebuked. That is why no person who is known to be living together, not married, should be a member of a church. Nobody who's known to be a drunkard, Nobody who is practicing homosexuality, or if you're struggling with sin, you're welcome. But not if you're saying that what I'm doing is okay. Just doesn't work. And until the church gets tough enough to do what the Bible says, because I'm reading to you from the Bible. This, This is what the Bible says, right? Yeah. Notice verse 11, but now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or a covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such a one, no, not to eat because eating was fellowship back, back then. Okay? He said at verse 12, for what have I to do to judge them also that are without those outside of the church? We don't judge. We preach the gospel to them. Do you not judge them that are within? But them that are without God judges. Therefore, therefore, put away from among yourselves that wicked person. What I'm saying is this. If you are at a church which is tolerating homosexuality, where the pastors are homosexuals, where they have gay marriages take place at their church, that is a church that the Bible, not me, is commanding you to leave. And if I'm wrong about it, you can call me the next program and tell me what do you do with First Corinthians chapter 5. To me, it's very clear, very clear that definitely the church is a place. It's a, a healing place for everyone. And definitely everyone in the church, even born again folks that are saved. We have trouble with sin, but we know what sin is and we're working on it. But if you can come into a church and still practice your sin and you do not submit yourself to the discipline of the Word of God, then that church is in trouble. So, yes, I want everybody, I want everybody to come to church. But the only people who can join a church, a Christian church, are people who have repented of their sins and confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But you've got to know what sin is to be repented of it. But if you're saying that it's okay to be a homosexual And therefore, there's nothing for you to repent from, then we got a problem. No, you've got a problem because the Bible does not support that. And that's just simply the way it is. So what I ask people to do, Christians and preachers, either put your Bibles down or preach from them. That's right. Either preach the Bible or just stop. Invent your own religion. Write your own Bible. But don't deal with this one. Because this one presents a man. Fully man, fully God. Came down, shed his blood on the cross for our sins. Did that so that we could have eternal life. And our names could be written in heaven. I am duty bound to uphold the word of God against all comers. That's the job of every Christian. Especially the job of every pastor. Thank you for listening to this program. Glad for those of you who called, whether you agree with me or not, it's good for us to dialogue on this area. We must pray that God would bless the church, cause us to rise up and handle the sword of the Spirit well and the shield of faith as we come against a world that is turning its back on its Savior. This is Pastor Moss. Great to be with you. Send us a donation to keep us on the air. Love, coming to you. I'm headed to Strictly Biblical right now. With Bible in my hand, hopefully you're headed there with the Bible in yours. We're going to be talking about the doctrine of hell as we continue in our Bible study. We thank you. God bless you. See you next time.